I'm Bryony Kennedy and you're listening to the Beauty, Business and Babies podcast brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. In the last 10 years of building Adorn Cosmetics, having three children and advocating for more ethical beauty standards in the beauty industry, I've become intimately aware of what it's like to wrestle with the different areas of my life. Every fortnight, I'll share the tears and triumphs that I experienced when starting my ethical conscious beauty company, dealing with depression and caring for my children. My hope is that you'll grow to know it's okay to have imperfect days, that you are not alone in feeling like a mess and that you'll be inspired to commit to small but bold actions each and every day. Welcome back to another episode of Beauty, Business and Babies brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. I'm joined by Michelle from The Peers Project, our producers, and together we're diving into how we can build and be part of a supportive community. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited for this episode. Mm. You know, you and I were just talking earlier, Bryony, about, you know, community and the importance of it and the amazing one that you've built. You started Perfectly Imperfect Mama, the Facebook group, I think several years ago now, and it's got over 20K members. You know, firstly, tell us, you know, what is the group about and why did you decide to start it? I started Perfectly Imperfect Mama because I had the perception that when I had my third boy, which was my second pregnancy, because I've got twins, that I would have a better motherhood experience because I thought I had experience under my belt. I was able to, you know, learn from the past. I'd be able to make this better and I'd have all my shit together. And then I didn't. (laughs) And I thought, wow, this is really unrealistic and unfair that you have put this on yourself, that this would be perfect because you've got experience and that you're trying to, you know, make this situation better than the last motherhood experience and pregnancy when they were young babies because I had depression and anxiety and the stress of having twins etc and I think I just thought wow if I'm actually this upset about not being perfect and I thought I could be and I thought I should be because of experience there's going to be so many other women that must be feeling just as bad and disheveled and and like they haven't got anything together And if I can just make one person feel that it's okay to have an imperfect day, then I'm just going to put myself out there because I felt so crap and I felt so depressed and I felt so soulfully sad that I just didn't want anyone else to have to feel like that. And it was that revolting, horrid feeling of, that sadness that I just wanted to protect at least one other person from or at least let them feel that they were supported in that it was okay if they felt that they were in an insurmountable situation um, and that they were okay, that they would be okay and that they would get out of it the other end. And so I had a, a particularly bad week with sleep deprivation and I just thought, I'm going to start a Facebook page and I'm just going to start. I really had no thought process other than I'm just going to put on here how my day goes and there might be snippets of little videos or I might just write things about how it's how that particular moment's been in my time. And, and I just put a couple of videos on there, one of me crying my eyeballs out 
um, because, you know, I just had an awful day and I just was just felt totally crap. And it sort of started from there. So that was five and a half years ago. And I just wanted to help with women, you know, stopping this unrealistic expectation of being perfect and having their shit together 24-7 and having homemade chicken nuggets and, um, you know, having their hair done and makeup done every day it's just not all about that so for me I just wanted to show my experience because a lot of people having a a business and having twins and seemingly probably look like I've got my shit together they just assume I have but behind the scenes I'm a crying sobbing mess (laughs) and I just wanted everyone to know that you know if I'm like this there's probably lots of people feeling like this so let's share in that together and hopefully you know divide and conquer so great I just think that yeah I just think it's so amazing how you always come from this place of realness you know you're just like I just want to help one other person because I'm going through this Mm. maybe someone else is and I just think in terms of when we talk about building community and how you've built this and and what you you kind of you've done here I think that really yeah, it's really just, I guess, comforting to know that it really was just that realness mm. um, that came together with it all. So I guess the question I've got for you is, you know, you said you started it five and a half years ago. What were those first couple of years like, posting in the group, et cetera? Mm. When did you feel like it was starting to really grow? Yeah, look, I think because I had no expectation, um, I didn't build the community expecting it was going to be anything but me just putting some stuff out there that hopefully would help someone. So I never felt disappointed because I had no expectation of it. Um, But for me, it was at times wondering, ooh, is that, should I put that out there? What's my friends and family going to think? Um, Oh, is that going to be politically correct? Um, Am I going to have someone on, you know, the anti-vax bandwagon you know, oh God, pulling my hair out over it. Like, so you, there was very, it was a tough more about questioning myself around the content and how mm. raw I could be. But then I just thought, stuff it. Like, this is just what's going on realistically. And if someone doesn't like it, then I'll deal with the comments then and I'll moderate it then. And, but you know what? It never happened. I never had that judgment on the community. Uh, or or through the community and you know for me it was really just you know posting pictures of me trying to hold a baby cooking over a stove probably not the safest thing to do but you know what he was crying I had to whatever I had to deal with that Um, a lot of situations that had happened around the guilt of putting him in daycare um, you know falls him getting hurt over something or just just anything that I got sad or guilty about there could have been milestones it could have been um, you know what do you think of this and and it just got to the point where the momentum was that women just resonated with that and I think if anything they had empathy as as did I that's why I started it it was the empathy that drove me to do it because I just didn't want someone else to feel like that and they obviously had that empathy for me and so for them I think in being part of the community was a way of probably feeling like they could support me but also feel that they were being supported and they weren't alone in the way they were feeling and the way they were dealing with things and sometimes not dealing th- with things. Um, so it was definitely that that whole not feeling like you've been left behind or you're different, you, you know, you're inclusive and even if you are doing things 
maybe a little bit differently. It's okay. You've got to get through your day the best you can and that it's all right that if you've just fed your children Fruit Loops, maybe that's not a great example, but if you've just fed them Fruit Loops all day, then just it's tomorrow deal with the, the veggies and the broccoli. Like just get <laughs> through the day and it's okay. So from that point of view, I think just being raw and real and and, and not airbrushing anything and, and painting things with rose-tinted glasses, people respected that and appreciated that and had empathy for that. So it was just very much an organic evolution of that community where people were – feeling that they were in a safe place, that if I could be that raw, then it was maybe okay for them to comment on their experiences. But if I'm posting something, you know, I'm, I'm in my PE Nation gear looking ripped <laughs> and shredded and I'm, I'm, you know, walking three boys down the park, you're probably not going to get too many women wanting to post a comment on that, are they? You know, but, but posting real stuff gives people that safety net of feeling that they can then contribute without feeling judged. Um, and that's okay if you, you're wearing your PE nation like with your three kids. Or don't get me wrong. Like that, that's that's if you feel like you can do that day, awesome, power to you. But it's being raw so that people feel that they can be safe. And also we you know, I moderated the comments if I felt that anyone did start judging. So it was very much initially making sure that the comments that were on there were moderated because I didn't want anyone to ever feel like, oh my God, there's someone on here that's gonna badger me or that it had to be a safe place. So if anyone there was just no exception. If anyone was rude or aggressive or nasty, which didn't happen often but it did I would just delete them. I just didn't even negotiate it with them. I, they were just gone because I'm not going to sit there worrying about what you're going to say next. So, you know, it's a safe place and I think for your consumers or your c community, it's creating a safe place for them to feel that they can uh, contribute however that may be. Um, and that's, I think, just what, what organically happened and it, it did. It grew very, very quickly um, and, yeah, it was it was lovely to know that th that I was able to help so many other women in that in that area or that space in time. Mm. It's just amazing the courage I think it would have taken you. I don't know if you see it like that, mm. but, you know, the courage to really just be so raw and just put the kind of content that you do or that you did up on, up on, the, on the page. You know, I think so many of us, we get nervous about what we look like in a normal photo, oh, let yeah, alone, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> crying, makeup, running yeah. down our faces, etc. Yeah. You know, how did you get yourself to a point where you were able to be so vulnerable in public and, and online? I, I, it just came from a place of empathy. I think th that was more important to me than how I looked to somebody else because, again, that was the root of the problem. Uh, so for me, I thought I, I, I'm just a more empathetic towards this soul-destroying feeling than I am to the perception I want of people to have of me. And so it was definitely just going with that and, and I wanted to be part of the solution, not the problem, and dressing up how I was feeling. Like I, I had to, to show exactly what was going on. And, yes, that was co probably quite confronting. Um, and, and to be honest, there's a lot of it I don't even like looking at now because it's, it is confronting for me because I just feel like, wow, you poor thing. Like it's like that's a different person now. Mm. But and, and I just – it is confronting. And I know that there were some friends at the time that, you know, there was a couple of instances where someone might have been a bit judgy on what I'd done and then I'd have 
some friends that I'm no longer friends with um, that that said, well, you know, if you're putting yourself out there like that, then expect to be judged, expect to be ridiculed, and you know, that's basically you should accept that. And I'm like, but I, but I don't. Yeah. I'm I, there. There is opinion, and there's things that can be open up for discussion. But regardless of your lifestyle and your choices, you don't deserve to be aggressively or nastily ridiculed. There's a nice and a kind way of addressing things um, and sometimes that's by zipping your gob and saying nothing at all. Um, but there's no there's no ne- reason to be nasty and I don't care if you're putting yourself out there. You just... And, unless you're actually being a nasty person yourself, there's no need, no need for it. Like I just don't cut... I don't cop that... You're putting yourself out there, you're exposing yourself, so you should accept the behaviour that you get. No. That's like saying, well, because I wore a miniskirt, I deserve to be harassed. No, it's not It's not acceptable. I don't cop that. Um, and that's what I would sort of have a few discussions with these particular people over. And, and, and I'm like, I understand and I'm open to the fact that there will be some rawness of opinion that come back to me. And... I'm okay as long as it's addressed in a kind way, but I have an issue with you thinking that I should be attacked because I'm putting myself out there. That I don't. That doesn't sit right with me. Just as much as I'm not going to allow anyone within my community to be attacked by someone else. Um, so it was definitely, yeah, it, it was raw, confronting to the point that some of the things I don't even like to look at anymore because I just I feel like I'm. I'm I'm just not there anymore and mm-hmm. I, it's sort of my past. I don't begrudge it and I, I'm, I, I'm appreciative of everything I went through. But, yeah, it is raw and confronting and I hope that it continues to help women that are uh, in a situation where they've got young children that they can see that they're not alone and I, and I can see to this day that it is still helping people out, which is great. Um, but, yeah, it's just being engaging, transparent and, yeah, it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. But anything worth doing is not comfortable. You know, you've got to get out of that comfort zone and, and push yourself to, you know, to help others, to to help yourself. And, you know, that's really all I saw it as. It was almost, I felt like it was my duty to help people because I was sick to death of everyone feeling that everything had to be so perfect. How can we get better at getting out of our comfort zones? Mm. Yeah, that's that's confronting, isn't it? Because mm. it's almost like walking down a street naked, isn't it? You know, it's it's that vulnerability that – and again, I think it comes down to if you're vulnerable and raw, will I be liked? I think that's what it really mm. equates to. And for me – I just got to a point where I didn't care if I was liked or not because I think you have to get to a point where you like yourself enough and you know that you're a good person. That doesn't mean that everybody is going to see eye to eye with the way I live my life and the decisions I make and my thought processes, but that's okay. I like myself. I know I'm a good person, I can put my head down on my pillow at night knowing that I'm kind and I don't have anything to to feel like, oh, that was not nice to do that. Like I, I'm I think you have to get to a place no, I don't I don't think I know you have to get to a place where you like yourself. And that's not easy. I I, I appreciate that. I, you know, as a younger child went through a stage where I had uh, had 
bulimia. I didn't like how I looked. Um, and, you know, and there's been various little things along the way where I haven't liked things about myself and didn't have confidence and um, did have self-doubt. Don't get me wrong, I've not always been a confident person because I definitely wasn't at all. But I got to a point in different stages of my life where I'd had enough of feeling like shit. And I just thought I am responsible no matter what situation or who I'm surrounding myself with, I'm responsible for how I feel. You could say anything to me right now, Michelle, and I wouldn't get upset about it because I've worked on myself enough that I like myself enough to know that it's okay if someone doesn't actually like you. It's okay if your opinion isn't valued or seen in the same light. Um, it's okay if you look different, you eat different, you want different. It's all okay. And that takes a long time to get to that point. But I do think it's worth striving for because, again, it's getting to the point where you like yourself enough that you can get out of your comfort zone because you're not fearing judgment anymore. You're like, okay, I'm a good person. What I'm trying to achieve is a good thing in my eyes. And there may be something that happens that is not ideal because going back to previous podcasts, it's okay not to always have your shit together and every day being perfect and glorious and awesome. I'm okay with the days that I'm not going to make the best decisions. I'm okay with um, learning on on the job and, and, and stuffing things up and thinking, oh, Christ, I could have done that better. I could have addressed that person better. But at the end of the day, I still like myself. I'm a good person. I'm going to learn from these things. I'm not going to wallow in it and think, oh, see, yeah, I'm horrible and, yeah, I don't deserve it. I'm not going to wallow in that shit. I just think it's time-wasting. It's just doesn't serve any purpose but hold you still. You can't do anything. You can't move forward. You can't enjoy the moment because you're constantly wallowing guilt. What if I don't deserve it? See, I thought so. Yeah, I knew this was going to happen. No, like yourself enough that you accept shit's going to happen. You are going to be responsible for some of that crap that happens. Own it, but still know from the core of yourself that you are a good person. You deserve respect. You still deserve kindness redemption and all those things and that then when you get to that point you will be able to step outside your comfort zone you'll be able to do you know when I first started doing um tutorials for Adorn I was like oh god I don't want anyone to see how ugly I am without makeup on what oh god no 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 one needs to see that in their lives but then I thought well everyone else probably thinks like that and if I'm not prepared to show them how to do it and look like this then what what hope has anyone else got like so Yes, it's stepping out my comfort zone um, and you do sometimes need a little bit of a push because you're breaking a habit, aren't you? Your comfort zone becomes a habit. So it's that whole being content, liking yourself, being cool with the fact that, yeah, I get some people are not going to like what I've done. Some people are not going to like me and I'm good with that. I'm actually fine with that and I don't want to be liked by everybody because I haven't got time for everybody. Like if you think about it in mathematical terms or in being sensible – why are you trying to please everyone? Like how much time have you even got for yourself? None. Like it's ridiculous to think that you can please everyone. So please yourself and be happy with yourself. And I promise you the natural progression from that is when you truly don't give a shit about what people think of you, then you will be able to just take that step to get outside your comfort zone. It's like the podcast. Honestly, I'm like, <laughs> 
who the hell wants to listen to me? Like, I've really got nothing interesting to say. Like, I, I, like, really? You want to? I don't know. I don't. It's just, it's just me. But I appreciate that there may be some things that I've experienced and from what other people have said. So yeah, I just stepped outside my comfort zone and thought, well, hopefully someone can learn from from experience. And yes, I don't have the answers. It's not one and one plus two, but this is what I've experienced, and hopefully, you know, someone can learn from me. So like yourself. Just step outside your comfort zone, but it's it's that again. It's that learning and and um, having time with yourself, and it doesn't happen overnight. This is the, mm. an investment in yourself is the best investment you will ever ever make because all the other decisions in your life become so much freaking easier mm. when you are content with yourself as a person. I can promise you that. Ah. Mm. Oh. Briony, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that was just amazing. I just think, yeah, it's just so valuable. Literally everything you've said has definitely hit me and sunk sunk in with me and I'm, I'm sure many of the other amazing women listening as well have really taken that on board. I think we can just get so harsh on ourselves and get so caught up mm. and we can just forget the, the value that we bring mm. as, as a person um, and that we are really worthy so I, I guess then I want to talk about how then you were able to or how we can, once we've found that value within ourselves, give that value through a community or be part of communities and add value to them. So, you know, for the women out there listening who think, you know, I might actually really want to, there's something that, that's pulling me to maybe support one other person and maybe I actually want to create a bit of a community doesn't have, maybe not for monetary purposes, mm. purely just to help someone. What are kind of the three, I guess, first couple of steps and three key pieces of advice that you give around getting started? Again, I think it's just, yeah, you've obviously found something that you're interested in um, or, or you feel pull, you've got a pull towards doing that. Um, so that's the first thing. You need to know what it is, but also don't beat yourself up if you don't have something because people are really upset. I, I, one of the things that I hear often is people saying to me, oh, but I don't have any interests or passions like you do. And I oh, just, and they feel like they're a lost cause because they don't feel like they've got this passion and that's okay. Like it actually, passion is not, or, or, desire is not necessarily in the way of building something you may you might just be really passionate about literature or poems or that and that's fine like it's honestly it's just what makes you tick but the whole thing is just just come up with something that you enjoy and you know if it is poems you know start a, a beautiful instagram page with some beautiful poems on there it's just i feel that it's it's knowing and appreciating what it is that makes you happy because it'd be someone else that would be the same um, like I have a little passion on the side that is propagand propagating um, succulents. Like what the hell? You come to my house, it's actually embarrassing. My husband's like, no more crazy plant lady. Like so I'm cutting great. things off and putting things in things. I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. So, you know, who would have known? And, and, and other people seem to like this propagating plant thing. So... It doesn't have to be earth shattering. It's just a passion or a hobby that you may have that you don't even think's a hobby. You know, start a, a free Instagram page. Don't worry if the images look shit. Just put them on there. Just write what you think about it or a Facebook page or, you know, there's so many different little community apps that like you can, you can 
meet other people that have got similar interests in and that's all right too like you might just have time for two or three people maybe you're an introvert and you only really want to talk to two or three other people about your propagating of plants or poems (laughs) or whatever it is that's cool so it's it's recognizing and accepting whatever it is you're passionate about is okay it doesn't have to be earth shattering and then obviously um, then looking at how it is that you can take that and share that with someone else because the best gift you can give anybody is your time and I think that time and connection to like-minded people Mm. is so fulfilling and warming and uplifting to your soul there is nothing better than having an engaging conversation like one of my very close friends who lives around the corner from me she gets so excited she brings around her repurposed tin cans that she's been propagating some weird plants in that I don't even know what the hell they are she gives them to me she's so excited and then she cuts off bits of my plants and we're sitting there talking about this (laughs) nonsense that my husband's like oh who are you two people but we're so engaged and connected and we've given each other that time and we're sharing and we love it and that's what it's about giving time and connection to other people about the the smallest things or the biggest things that get you ticking like you just it it makes you alive. Like that's what's important is, is accept what makes you alive. Share it with someone else. It's okay no matter what it is um, and enjoy it. If you're not enjoying it because there, there can be your passion and then you've created something bigger than what you wanted it to be and then it becomes a chore. So, mm-hmm. you know, only allow things to grow to the point that you can nurture it at a point that you're enjoying that process. The minute you're not enjoying it, then it becomes a job and it's a chore and you then think, well, no, this is not really what I wanted. So I think just recognising what you want from something and what makes you tick, they're the, probably the main two things. And mm. then three, just action the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Like get Except out there. we always forget. You've got yeah. to do, do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I couldn't agree more. And I just think, you know, so, so many of us just stop there we don't actually action you know we don't do it it might come back to as you were saying before because you're worried about what people think bingo and you know what do Do it to upload upload that image and expect i think what you need to do is just upload something i am gonna be totally annihilated by this (laughs) i'm gonna get so many negative almost expect the worst and then whoa that, you know, this is, I've actually had a couple of good comments or none. That's good. No one said anything bad. <laughs> no, But I think just expect it. Don't hope for amazing things. Just just be confident and pat yourself on the back for bloody well doing it. Because there's so many people that go to their grave because they, and with the regret. And, and one of the things I've talked about in many of my podcasts is regret is the most revolting thing that you will ever have to feel, um, apart from loss and things. But regret is just something that I think is very, very hard in your psyche to deal with because you know you actually were capable or responsible or a able to do something about it when a loss or something happens external to you you grieve that and but you can accept the fact that you weren't responsible for it when you have regret over something you could have been responsible for that's a pretty hard pill to swallow so for me if you can do something and it wasn't successful who gives a rat's ass you did it you and you need to be proud of that shit because you won't have that regret and even if it didn't work there'll be no regrets and regrets is just you just don't want that feeling. For those of us who feel like we're holding on to, we've got regrets, you know, maybe we look back and, 
you know, and we're like, oh, in my 30s or in my 20s, I could have done this. Or mm. last week, you know, I had that opportunity to do this and stand up and do the thing, do the right thing. You know, what advice would you give? Oh, look, I, I, I have regrets, but I just do not let it consume one extra second of my life moving forward. And if anything, because of those things that I have had happen, like being responsible for where I haven't done something or I haven't stepped up or I haven't stood up for someone or I didn't take the opportunity or whatever it is, yeah, there's been regrets there, but I don't allow them one moment in time moving forward other than that I don't want to feel like that again. So they're, they're the push to make sure I don't have any more. So, yes, you, you, you're going to have regrets because, again, until you've put that time and effort into yourself as a person and liking yourself, accepting the ups and the downs, accepting that they will happen, um, accepting people don't like you, they will like you, like accepting the good and the bad and, and it's par for course of being a human, um, that you just don't want to have regrets ever again Um you know, you can't dwell on what was. I mean, that's just ridiculous. You've got to just learn from that. So, well, I don't want that again. So I'm just, that's going to be my reason to put a, a naked, well, not literally naked, but um, we're not talking pornographic stuff here, are we? <laughs> naked face Go photo. into that one later. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a whole new podcast. Um, so, you know, put your naked face out there or, or put your opinion out there or, um, you know, share your love of poems or whatever it is. Like it's, it, there is always, there's so many trillions of people in this world like you're not the only one that likes that thing you only have to find and connect with other people and you know what if anyone judges you for things or for having a crack do you really want them in your mm. life like that's one of the things that I probably learned with com building a community and uh and a business over time is that you very quickly learn who's supporting you and who's not and and even just supporting you as a person and your ideas and that you look, yeah, Bryony, I'm, I, I feel confident. They don't have to know anything about what you're doing, but I'm, I have confidence that you'll be okay. That, but if they're judging you and do you really want them in your life? Like that's, would you judge someone else for giving a, something a go? Like I wouldn't. So why would I want someone like that in my life? You know, and I think you just, it's, a, it's sometimes putting yourself out of your comfort zone is a really good way of cleansing your life mm. of people who are holding you back oh yes I love that it's just so well said so I kind of want to change gears a little bit and talk a little bit about the current situation we're all experiencing so you know at the time we're recording this podcast it's COVID-19 it's all happening mm. you know we've always self social distancing is now a thing yeah, you know like we're, we're very far when we're recording yeah. this but you know and and we're all isolated in our homes you know for those of us you know, for those of us who live with families and young children, that's a challenge of its own. And then there's those of us who just with, live with our partner. And then there's those of us who just live on out by ourselves. Mm. You know, what advice would you give about around finding community mm. during this time? Well, I don't think for a second humans are meant to be uh, isolated from each other. And, you know, that comes right back to motherhood. Um, you know, the, the, I think the way we live now, even though we've discovered isolation at its, at, at its finest, <laughs> um, prior to this unexpected, like uh, unbelievable situation we find ourselves in, I feel that we were somewhat isolated from each mm. other in that 
people becoming more and more, um, you know, I, I don't know, kept to themselves, fear of being raw, fear of being vulnerable because of the expectations and what they're seeing and what they should be. So I think that there's some sort of, I suppose, like that, that airbrushed isolation. You know, people put this airbrushed view on their life, but really they're actually feeling very isolated because they're not actually feeling connected. So whilst we maybe were able to go to the bakery and see each other, I don't know that we were ever really all that connected with people. And so I feel that this has probably brought about the reality of that, that, wow, I actually is there any substance in what I've been doing? Like now that, you know, I am at home, what what did all of these other things I'm doing meaning? So I, I hope that whilst this is not ideal, it's not fair, it's sad, and there's a whole lot of horrific things that are going on, if at the minimum we can look at and have perspective on what's important moving forward and, you know, isolation is not really, you can't describe it as just being on your own or just seeing a few people, you can be very isolated but surrounded with people, you know. Um, it's like writing content but there's actually no crux or purpose in there. It's like you're just waffling on for the sake of it. It's the same with us. You know, you can be very isolated but still surrounded with people. And so I think that it's about, again, finding who is important to you what your purpose is, and yet if you are on your own, you know, looking at this time to, I mean, you know, if this happened 20 years ago, mm. wow, like that's a whole whole new ball game of what, what we would have done, I don't know. But we're so lucky we're, mm. we actually can be connected to people. Like we've got this amazing thing called social media and the internet and, um, okay, some people get hell-bent that their internet doesn't work fast enough, like seriously, <laughs> people. Oh, I mean, oh, it's my generation. Get, don't, don't even get me started on that one. You've actually got internet. Just be happy you got the bloody thing. Um, but, you know, you, you've got opportunity to be connected with people. And, yes, you can't tangibly touch them, and but you can still FaceTime, Zoom call. You can, there's still these amazing little communities, um, people doing Facebook Lives. You can exercise online. Uh, you know, I think it's, again, coming back to perspective of what we still are capable of doing. Use this time to look at who is important and what is important in your life and, and focus on that. Maybe learn a course, have, like engage in a course online that you've always been wanting to do. Um, and, you know, I think looking at how you can continue when we're not tangibly isolated, when we are able to get out and about to remain at a point that you are not truly emotionally isolated and that you can continue living that raw, real life and that trueness and being out of your comfort zone and all of those things that actually mean that you really are engaged in your life, not living some sort of isolation where you feel that you've got to keep um, everything to yourself because people are going to judge you and all of those things. So that's how I'm viewing the isolation and at this point in time. Mm -hmm. So valuable. I think it's the point that you you made around emotional isolation I just think is so spot on. You know, I just want to dive a bit deeper into that. You know, for those of us who are listening who maybe we've got a big family and, you know, we've got our kids who surround us every single day. We're a mum, work, you know, work mm. from home and we still feel just so alone. You know, was there ever a point that you experienced that and then how were you able to kind of remind yourself or get yourself out of that situation? Oh, look, I think absolutely uh, felt isolated and not just 
sometimes physically isolated mm. with just being at home with the kids, but also, yeah, emotionally isolated because I didn't feel at times one that I could voice what I was going through. So, yeah, I was just stomaching those emotions on my own. Um, and then when I did speak up sometimes about things, you know, they're, they're dismissed. I think the easiest thing sometimes, even people who've got the best intentions, they'll just say, oh, you'll be right, it's okay. But they're not actually really hearing you. But because they don't, they feel like they've got to have the answer for you and they don't, so they brush it off. So the intention's not to brush you off, but they don't feel that they can solve your problem. And um, so, yeah, definitely felt isolated. I think we can take some sort of solace in knowing that we are all feeling like that at the moment. Um, but I think just knowing that you can be there for someone is more important than thinking you have to have the answers for someone. Mm -hmm. It's just, and that's all I ever wanted was just someone to acknowledge, yeah, Bryony, I can understand why you feel that way. That must be hard or, yeah, that's like, yeah, that's fair enough. Just acknowledge the, the position that someone's in or the situation or the feeling someone's having. And But I'm like, I'm here for you and what can I do for you to help you out? Like, do you want me to make you a cup of tea? Do you, it, you don't have to provide a solution because often there isn't one, but people just want to be heard. They want to feel connected and not brushed off. And so, you know, that for me was important. I didn't always get it, but then I guess it then came back to me thinking, okay, am I going to wallow in the fact that people are not giving me what I need and feel pissed off because oh, I didn't get the support I wanted and expected? Um, or am I just going to accept it for what it is so I can either wallow in it and feel sorry for myself um, and turn into a poor me, or I can just go, okay, well, maybe the intentions were okay, I don't know what's going on in their life, um, have some empathy that maybe that just that situation wasn't dealt with the way I needed it at the time. But that, that person, again, is not a bad person. You don't judge um, someone entirely on the way they've dealt with one thing. Sometimes I felt maybe I just haven't met my community yet, but sitting here wallowing in my nonsense is not going to help me move forward with that either. So I guess it all, no matter what you're feeling in life, it all comes back to, do you want to continue feeling like that? Are you going to take responsibility for changing it? You might not be responsible initially for why you're in this situation, but you are responsible for changing it. And you are responsible for finding people that you can have that community with that is your responsibility to move on from those things and and for me that's what's always got me out of any position or or feeling um, I, I'm okay with feeling like crap I'm okay with having a bad day I'm okay with feeling vulnerable and on my own um, I accept that this is a crap feeling right now and you want to cry you feel lonely you feel like you've got no friends there's t there's a period of time where I felt like I didn't have any friends and I probably really didn't um and that was that was sad because then I sort of thought, why why don't I have any real true friends that I can call on? Um, but then I just thought, you know what, you don't like this feeling. It's okay that you feel like that because there's no point then making yourself feel worse because you're upset about it, except it's okay to be upset you don't have any friends right now. But then, okay, now enough's enough. What are you going to do about it? Okay, what can you do if, if friends are important to you? What can you do to, to get out there and create those kinships or friendships with other people? Because you are responsible for your own happiness, irrespective of what's happened to you. you there it does come a point where you have to move on from what was and, and then work on what can be. 
So well said. Why don't we victimise ourselves? Why do so many of us victimise ourselves? We go, oh, wasn't our fault. Oh, of course coronavirus had to come along and decimate my business or, you know, destroy my family, whatever it is. Why do we do this? And how can we really shift that mindset? I think because it's easier. It's easier to blame because then you're not responsible. And if you're not responsible, you're not expected to fix it. It's simple as that. And again, it comes back to not having the answers maybe. Um, I, I'm responsible for this, but I'm going to blame it on someone else because I don't know how to fix it. I don't have the answers. So, yeah, it's going to be their fault. Um, but that comes back to being a fairly strong and raw person I'll all, I always will appreciate someone who can accept they've done something wrong or could have done something better and they own up to it and apologise for something. And, you know, Bryony, I didn't mean to say this. And Like, I will always value that. That's a, a strength, really. Um, owning up to something you could have done better or taking responsibility for things is is a quality that is is just underrated. Like, that's an amazing thing. It's not a great thing for your own self-development to blame things on other people. Um, yes, there are situations that are genuinely not my fault, that are not great, but I still mm. will say, how could I have avoided that situation? Did I, like, you know... How okay? Moving forward, how do I not get in that situation again? Like it's there's still something to be learnt from it, rather than just having this poor me attitude. Because otherwise, you're going to continue doing the same thing over and over again. And yeah, it just comes back to it being easy to be victimised. Some people just love that attention of the poor me syndrome. But you know what? If you're happy with that, that's sad. But if you're not, you, you've got to then take responsibility. If not. How can I move forward so that I'm not in that situation again? Oh, so, so great. And just so well said. So many key takeaways from today's episode. So look, Bryony, we'll, we'll wrap it up there, I think. Just so much that we can take away from how to actually build community to how we can, you know, just better take on that own responsibility and then how do we deal with ourselves emotionally in isolation and physically so I'm so excited for everyone listening hopefully you've all taken away those key things from today and you know bring on the next episode yeah and look if there is anybody that feels that they want to be part of um, the perfectly imperfect mamas group um, head over to Facebook page and and I'm sure there's some content in there that will make you feel a little bit more human um, or you might even want to look at the Adorn Cosmetics Facebook page and see me jump on the odd live and show you how to do some makeup tutorials and I do engage with the people that are watching. So if you feel that you need to be part of either one of those communities, please head over to those two areas and uh, say hi. Love it. Thank you for listening to the Beauty, Business and Babies podcast brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. I hope there was something in today's episode that you found relatable and made you feel less alone. As women, we're all struggling with something on the inside, but we're often too afraid to ask for help. If there was something in this episode that you think might help another woman you know, please share it with them and let me know by screenshotting this episode and tagging me on social media at Bryony A. Kennedy and at Adorn Cosmetics. If you love what Adorn Cosmetics stands for, subscribe to this podcast right now and head to adorncosmetics.com.au to become an adorner and receive special offers on all things adorn. Thank you once again for listening and being part of my journey. I'll see you next time.